0: Welcome to End of the Line. I'm Jim Anderton, Multimedia Content Director at engineering.com. On today's episode, GM bets big on big V8s. Today's episode is brought to you by engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.com TV today. Here at engineering.com and in newsrooms all over the world, the replacement of internal combustion engines by electric motors is reported daily. But is the internal combustion engine really dead? Well, General Motors certainly doesn't think so, and the company's announced an $854 million investment in four U.S. plants to manufacture the company's sixth generation of small-block V8 gasoline engines. Flint Engine Operations, currently the home of GM's 3.0-litre turbo diesel used in light trucks, will get the majority of the money to retool for block, crank and head machining as well as engine assembly. Also in Michigan, Bay City will make camshafts connecting rods and will also machine blocks and head assemblies for Flint. The Defiance facility in Ohio will retool for block casting and will add a casting development center for future EV work. Over in New York, Rochester operations will build intake manifolds and fuel rails for Flint and also add battery pack cooling lines for EV models. This is a massive investment in not just internal combustion engines, but normally aspirated V8 engines. While big V8 engines are a uniquely American phenomenon in mass market cars and light trucks, what makes this interesting to me is that even within internal combustion engine design practice, the focus isn't on highly turbocharged small displacement four and six cylinder engines, but on a basic engine architecture that dates back almost a century. The basic physics suggests that for a given engine displacement, more smaller cylinders means more internal friction, although shorter stroke does mean higher RPMs and more horsepower. Turbocharging also recovers lost heat energy from the exhaust system, and I actually expected to see future internal combustion engines to employ some form of turbo compounding, like Curtis Wright did in the 40s with high-performance aircraft engines. So why is GM sticking with the basic engine architecture they debuted in 1955? Well, if you check the numbers, modern American V8 engines produce surprisingly good fuel economy numbers with power levels that used to be reserved for Corvettes. Today, 300 horsepower is common in mom's grocery getter. And with digital control, it's now possible to have multiple injection events for precise control of engine stoichiometry, plus cylinder deactivation, and little discussed but vitally important, modern lubricants have enabled surprisingly small bearings and low-tension piston rings that have significantly reduced parasitic drag. Now these factors, combined with much closer machining tolerances today, mean that engine durability commonly exceeds 200,000 miles with basic maintenance. Now General Motors is spending almost a billion dollars in the assumption that there will be a strong demand for big gasoline engines for another decade at least. GM is definitely investing billions also in electric vehicles, but they're clearly hedging their bets. In horse racing, they call it a box bet, and I'm betting that it will be a source of considerable profitability for GM for the next 15 years. Well that's it for this week's episode of End of the Line. If you like this show, consider joining engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. Thanks for tuning in.